0: Hey, this is Tyler Johnson, pastor of Mission Church, located in Walnut Creek, California. I want to say thank you for tuning in. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you live the life God called you to live. Enjoy. Um, hey, uh, last night was nasty good. It was powerful, powerful. Um, people got saved. God was moving. Um, and one big reason why was um, my buddy, John Tamini, uh, God just moved through him, uh, if you don't know who John Tremini is, he is pastoring an unreal church in uh, Hawaii. Poor guy, he's in Hawaii. Um, uh, it's called the House Church. Um, planted it two years ago. It'll be a two-year anniversary next Sunday. Uh, born and raised in New York, and God called him to Hawaii. And it's been an amazing thing just watching what God has done through him and his wife and... Um, I mean, literally, a, a small town, over 10% already coming. I mean, it's bananas what's going on right now. Uh, but one of the biggest reasons why I wanted John to come to our house and why I feel like we're going to do life together for a long time is there's three qualities I love in a person. My top three, these are my top three. First one is hunger. I love passionate people. I love people that want to see God's kingdom come and his will be done. Like they're just hungry to see God come. And then John Tremini, he is hungry for the things of God, for the kingdom. And so whenever I'm around him, he just stirs me up, talking about what God's doing, just praying, taking back more ground. So I love his hunger. Another thing I love in somebody is humility. I love love humble people. And uh, John is one of the most successful gifted people I've ever met in my whole life. But man, this guy oozes humility, always just points back to Jesus. And my last one is kindness. I love kind people. I was like, nice people, you know what I'm saying? Mean people suck, right? Amen? Um, um, I don't have a bumper sticker, but that would be my one bumper sticker. Um, And uh, the first time I met John, it was 2018. Rachel and I had just planted the church. And um, we went to New York City with some friends. And I just wanted to go to every church I could in that season. I wanted to learn. And I think exposure is a great teacher. So I went to a ton of churches uh, that Sunday morning. And one of the churches I walked into, uh, thousands of people were in the room uh, worshiping. And Rachel and I were just there, nobody knew, knew who we were. And uh, this guy comes up to us and introduces himself. He was so kind, he greeted us. And uh, I was like, wow, that guy's a really nice guy. Is he like a greeter or something? No, no, it was actually John. He was the speaker uh, that day at that church. And uh, every time I met him there, I was like, man, that's one of the nicest, kindest. He's kind to everybody. There's people who can be kind to their boss. But when you're kind to everybody, I mean, everybody in the room, you just have that spirit. There's just something special about you. That's a kingdom call. It's a fruit of the spirit. So I just love John, love his spirit. And I don't believe he's got a great word to impart on the house. So can you give it up for the man, the myth, the legend, John Termini? love
1: you. Love you. Honored. Honored. Good morning, Mission Church. How are we doing? It's an honor to be here. Last night, um, Pastor Tyler, you, you said, man, I remember what you were wearing. Yes. The shirt I was wearing, and you remembered the message I preached. What was it? I, I don't even hope in a place. Finding hope in a hopeless place. I don't even remember it from last night. And he remembered the message. And I went, man, I must be a really good preacher. He remembers the message I preached this year. And then you began to tell me, yeah, I never forget anything. I remember everything. Like, I remember what happened, you know, three months ago. So, so I was like, man, I'm not that good. Anyway, good morning. Do you like who you sit next to? That was a little bit of a lackluster response, to be honest. I-, I would move. And if it's your spouse, just look forward to the rest of the service. Do you like who you sit next to? Come on. It's church. You know, people in the world don't really like us. I'm glad that we're here today. I'm just kidding. That's not true. That's not true. Hey, um, real quick if you're new or you visit, it's your first time in church. You don't have to believe to belong. You know that, right? We're just so glad you're here. But I believe today God wants to speak to you. I believe he's got a word for this church and season. I also think there's some people here, you are new today, and you're really curious, maybe even critical, about what church could look like. But I want to encourage you today that not a man, not a person, but God wants to speak to you. And he has a word for you today. And he wants to lift your faith. And if there's any believers in the house, can we do this right now? Can we just begin to thank God for what he's about to do? Because I believe his presence is here. I believe his spirit is here. I believe God's going to move. God, I thank you for what you're doing in Mission Church. God, I thank you for this season. God, I feel like this church is headed into a season of revival, a move of God. And God, right now we just lift our faith. God, we wait expectantly for what you're about to do. God, you are faithful and you're good in Jesus' name. And everybody say, come on, even if you don't believe it. And Amen, amen, amen. Do you have your Bibles? Would you turn with me to Mark chapter ten? We're gonna read some stuff. I wanna give you a little introduction to who my family is, real quick. Before that, my I got my daughters here on the screen. My daughter Noah is that tall one there. Uh, my little one Izzy, she's being held by me right now. Uh, actually, I'm wearing the same church shirt. Um, this is actually my favorite shirt. Uh, important to point out. It's my favorite shirt. Um, anyway, this right here is my daughter, Izzy. If you don't mind, is there any intercessor in the room? Could you add her to your intercessor prayer team? Uh, yeah. We were talking about uh, different levels of uh, people and soldiers in the, in the army the other day. And we said to Izzy, we said, Izzy, you know, you start out a private. She goes, that's disgusting. I'm like, no, you know, she's anyway, a whole different as a whole different. That's my, my wife, Katie. That's Dr. Katie Termini. Uh, she's smarter than me in her pinky actually. uh, And she married one of her patients. Uh, She's a forensic neuropsychologist. She deals with all kinds of crazy people. And uh, we're just, I'm really grateful to be married to her. Um, I'm well now, sort of. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Mark chapter 10, do you have your Bible? I am so grateful for your pastors. I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Because I know I was speaking in front of a lot of people that day. I'm not speaking in front of a lot of people now. There's about this row is about the size of our church right now. It's phenomenal. But you were behind us then, and you're behind us now. And I just want to say thank you in the big and the small. I just believe there's been a lot of people here that are very grateful that you have served them in season and out of season. And I just can't. I felt like God just told me a few things to do through Mission Church. I'm going to share it today. And I'm just expectant. And, and I just think it's the beginning. And I, I really do. I think it's your, your marketing and your business background and your acumen and all those things that have gotten you here. And I also believe it's the spirit of God. And I think what's going to take this church forward is just the prayer that not the corporate church has been praying, but what you've been doing in secret. And I just believe with all my heart that it's just the beginning. And I believe God is going to move sovereignly, sovereignly in this season. I think God's going to do something special in Walnut Creek. Now... Now, I'm just an outsider coming in, but the question is, do you believe that? Do you believe that God's going to do something special through Walnut Creek? I believe that God's going to do something. I heard there's some, there's some Oakland raiders that used to live here. You know, I know that's not a thing anymore. Um, but, but, you know, I heard there's some, you know, it's known. You know, towns are known for certain things. You know, some lawyers and doctors and hedge fund managers and VC guys. And I'm sure like, you know, San Fran is tech or whatever. But I think that this place, what if it wasn't known for those things, but it was known for something different? It was known for a move of God that something happened from this place. I don't need to believe it. You need to believe it. I believe if it happens, what could God do? I'm expecting today. Are you? And who knows what happens when God shows up? Anything's possible. And as we open up our Bibles today to Mark chapter 10, I want to read a story of a man named Blind Bartimaeus. And we're only going to read a a few verses together, but I believe that it's going to speak to us. And so, There's a moment where Jesus is sort of in between two places. He's traveling from one place to another, and he stops by a place that we are familiar with, and it's called Jericho. And I want to read this to you in Mark chapter 10, verse 46, and it says, Then they came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples together with a large crowd were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, was sitting by the roadside, begging, On your feet, he's calling you. I just like the very guys that told him to shut up and now the guys that have to go get him. Just, this is my own personal. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately, he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. I got a few moments with you. I got 38 minutes and 36 seconds, actually. And in the next few moments, I want to preach a message called, I will wait expecting. I will wait expecting. If you take a notes, you get extra points in heaven for that. So I see some of you writing down right now. I'm just kidding. That's not true. Um, it's like, that's not in the Bible. But I will wait expecting. I will wait expecting. I will wait believing. You know, there's all kinds of different ways to wait. You know, you can, you can wait worrying, whoever waits worrying. You know, you, you can wait wondering. Um, I, I'm actually not one of those people that are great at waiting. Actually, I hate waiting. Um, I'm not very patient. Um, I, I, don't, I don't love to wait. I, I'm not very good in an airport. My wife and I have been through therapy, literally for the way I operate in an airport. Um, I, I'm just, I'm not good because I don't like waiting for something to happen. And I feel like a lot of times in an airport, you're waiting and it feels like you're going nowhere. Anyone ever feel like that? Like you're in an airport, like what's happening? This should go a lot faster, right? There seems to be an enormous amount of inefficiency. You ever feel like there's inefficiency in life? Like, man, I feel like this is taking forever. So there's inefficiency. And then I feel like if you work in an airport, I love you, but there's an enormous amount of abuse of power. Like, like there's no way you're in charge of that. And that's really what the TSA says to do. You're just telling me that because you can. And I hate that. These are my own issues. Again, my wife and I have been through therapy about it. Um, but, you know, waiting is one of those things as a christian and sometimes as just a human we feel like life is getting smaller we're missing out on something you know there's a cultural narrative today right that that life is short and i want to be very clear the bible is clear that life is short but also culture tells us that life is short that you got to hurry up right if you're in your 20s like you got to you got to quickly get a job you got to know what you're going to do if you're older you 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 got to be set up you got to be ready to go you got to be have all these things in order and, and And the algorithms moving so fast. And I want to encourage you when you when you hold the culture and you hold Christ, you've got to look around your life today and go, wait, is life long or is life short? And I believe that there's a tension there. I believe that right now we are in a season where some of us are waiting for what God's about to do, and life is not just short, it's also long. And and you have to believe and trust today that even while you are waiting, God is doing far more than you can see right now. And I love I love that there's a world's way of waiting, and then there's the word's way of waiting, hello? There's what the world does when it waits, and then there's what we as Christians do when we wait. I love Eugene Peterson. I love his, 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 uh, his just example to the body of Christ, what he's invested in the body of Christ. He paraphrased the Bible called the message translation. And I love in Romans 8 how he lays out for us, it's going to come up on the screens, how he lays out for us how we should be waiting. It says around us, it says in Romans 8, it says, all around us, we observe a pregnant creation. This difficult times of pain throughout the world are simply birth pangs, but it's not only around us, it's within us. The spirit of God is arousing us from within. We're also feeling the birth pangs. These sterile and barren bodies of ours are yearning for a full deliverance. And I love this part. It says, that is why waiting does not diminish us. Waiting does not make us smaller. It says, any more than waiting diminishes a pregnant mother. We are, and this is amazing. Can we say it together? We are enlarged in the waiting. We're enlarged in the waiting, like like expectancy. What is expectancy? It means that I believe while I'm waiting, God is up to something I can't see right now. I believe, like blind Bartimaeus, you're on the side of the road. You're waiting for a breakthrough. You're believing God for something while you wait. This is not spiritual hype. This is faith. We believe that God is up to far more than we can see right now. We believe while we are in a deficit, while we are in a challenging circumstance, We believe when it's the darkest, God's light shines the brightest. We believe right now in Walnut Creek that God is going to move, that God is ready to do something powerful, that God wants to pour out his spirit. And while the culture and everything around you tells you that God is not up to something, we at Mission Church, we believe that God is up to something far greater than we can see right now. Come on, where's my believers at? I know there's some people in the back. I know you believe it today. And I want to wait expecting. I want to wait believing that God can do something sovereign and supernatural. You know, you look around in your life right now and as many people would say, hey, you should lower your expectations. You know, we, we're believing science over sovereignty right now. Come on, I like that, whoever that was. I like you, stick with me, stick with me. We're gonna, we're gonna get him, we're gonna get him, we're gonna get him. A lot of people right now, they would tell you trust science over sovereignty. Man, um, I, uh, I love science. I love statistics. Your, your pastor can quote him. I've never heard anything like it in my life. It's unbelievable. The guy pulls stats out like it's, it's amazing. He, he was just, he's telling me the state of things. He's explaining where things are at. It's amazing. Psychology is so important. All these things, it's powerful. But if we're not careful, we'll start believing what the world is propelling us to think and, and considering the algorithm and, and what we scroll through is starting to align us with its vision instead of what the word of God's vision for our lives are and we have to be so careful believers I'm, I'm asking you to take a moment this morning and just think for yourself and go wait a second what do I believe you see at 3 o'clock today the 49ers are going to win the game hello hello and, 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 then, and then we're going to spectate but right now I'm asking you this morning to participate you're not spectating this morning you're participating I want you to think about this. What are you expecting to happen? Because if you're not careful, you will lower your expectation based on the cultural narratives and what society and the algorithm is telling you to believe. But I want to encourage you today that blind Bartimaeus had Jesus walking by. He could not see it, but he could hear it. And I'm here to tell you today that God is walking through Walnut Creek. He wants to do something in this hour. Does this sound? of the room believe it do you believe it in the back do you believe it online do you believe that God wants to move through this church right now in this season do you believe you were born for such a time as this do you believe that God's hand is on this place I believe it I believe it oh and let me tell you something passion passion oh man passion to the mediocre will look like performance Yeah, 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 yeah. Passion, passion to the mediocre would look like performance. I realize I'm very passionate this morning. It's like this guy had his coffee, you know. No, no, I'm passionate. I'm passionate. And I know it could look like a performance to people who are not in, but I'm all in. You see, I, I believe with all my heart that God is moving right now. I believe with all my heart that he wants to lift your head. He wants to encourage you. He wants to tell you you're not alone. He wants to tell you that you're not forgotten. He wants to tell you that he doesn't skip, he's not skipping you. He's not skipping California. Stop watching the news. Don't worry about what the culture's doing. Worry about what Christ is doing in the culture. God is moving right now, and he always stirs a remnant. He always grabs a group of people. He always grabs somebody and says, hey, if I could get a hold of them, if they would start to shout out and believe, I can do anything in and through them. Oh, but I hate waiting. (laughs) But I believe as we wait with expectation, like a pregnant mother, we are growing. We're not being diminished. We're being enlarged in the waiting. God's enlarging you. God's stretching you. God's growing you. God's doing more than you can see right now. Anybody have an air fryer? (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. Who has an air fryer? Raise your hand. Godly people. You're on on the next thing what God's doing. Microwaves are out, air fryers are in. We all know it. We all know it. Some of you haven't gone there yet. I get it. You're skeptical. But after this story, trust me, it's going to help you. My, the other day, my daughter was preparing a message and, and my daughter goes, hey, could you, dad, could you make me a burrito? I said, absolutely. I'm a gourmet chef. Unbelievable. Went to the freezer, <laughs> pulled out a burrito. And my wife told me, she said, hey, put it in the air fryer for seven minutes. OK, seven minutes, then pull it out, cut it in half and put it back in for three minutes. This way the middle gets hot because otherwise it's me freezing. I'm like, OK, honey, no problem. I'm great at following directions. Why are you laughing? That's not funny. Uh, so I, I pull it out. I pull, I pull. I I pull out the burrito. Cut it. You know. Put it. Put it in the air fryer. Seven minutes. It's in there. Okay. It's in there. Three minutes in. I'm like. Why don't I just flip this process? Why don't I just make it faster? I, why, why do I have to wait? You know, she's not as strong as me. Let, me. let me pull it out now. And I pulled the burrito out just three minutes in and I got the knife, right? And I put the knife on top of it and the thing is pretty frozen. And my daughter's watching me, by the way. And, and I'm trying to see saw the knife and my hand's there. And I, I don't worry, I didn't, I didn't cut my hand. I know, <laughs> expectation. Um, and and it slips and the burrito breaks in half and goes all over the room. And it was such a mess. The the problem was, is that I didn't leave it long enough in the oven so that it would have cooked into the air fryer. I pulled it out, what, prematurely. I I took something that was not ready yet out, and I want to encourage you. Some of you are in the air fryer. Some of you are in the oven. Some of you are in the fire. Some of you are on the road. Some of you are sitting on the sidelines. Some of you are on the bench, and you're like, "God, why am I here right now?" And I want to encourage you today that the circumstances of life may heat up around you. Things might get difficult in this next season. I'm not here to promise you that it's going to be all blessings and great. In fact, I'm going to tell you, you might have to walk through some fire, but there is some purging happening. There is some health growing. There are some things that God is doing on the inside of you. And brothers and sisters, as James tells us, do not get out of this prematurely. Wait this season out and watch what God does next. Somebody say, I will wait expecting. I will wait expecting, I will wait expecting, I will wait believing that God is up to far more than I can believe right now. I wanna ask you to lift your head. I wanna ask you to encourage you. I wanna ask you to look around and go, man, God is doing more. Where are you looking for God to move right now? What are you looking for God to do? I came, I came to church yesterday. I got alone with God. Our church has been in the middle of a seek week. It's been amazing. It's been incredible. And uh, I was praying for this church. And I felt with all my heart that, that God, God said to me two, three things about Mission Church. And I shared this last night with Pastor Tyler and Rachel. And I, I want to share it with you. But I felt like with all my heart that, that this church, it's not looking for polish. It's looking for passion. I believe in this season, you, you want the real thing. If you're sitting in this room, I, I truly believe you, you're just over, you're over charisma. You want community. You want God's hand to move, and I believe that this church, it's right now, it wants the real thing, and the second thing I believe it wants is a move of God. I believe that this church has been praying, and I didn't know all about the prayer culture. I didn't know what was going on, but I believe that you, some of you, you are yearning for a move of God, and I came here to tell you all the way from Hawaii, from these far-flung islands in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. I didn't realize how far away they are. It's unbelievable. They're really far. You should (laughs) have process that before I move there but it's far away and I want to tell you that right now there's a fire that's burning in America I want to tell you that there there is there's logs that are being thrown on the fire and I believe that a revival is coming and I believe that God has got all these little fires starting everywhere and I believe this is one of the fires I believe that this little willow this little willow creek I almost called you willow creek hello it's prophetic walnut creek walnut creek is not going to just be a creek it's going to be a river Come on. Come on, and it's not just to be a river. It's going to be an ocean, and God's going to move in this season. I believe that there's far more happening than you can realize. You know the third thing I felt like God told me? God told me that you were going to release people, that you were going to release churches, that you were going to release the next generation of leaders. My God, we need a house that does that. But I'm going to tell you, this all starts with an expectation. This all starts with a culture of prayer, and this church is seeding right now what God is going to do supernaturally. Pastor was telling me how you're growing how you're growing in numbers, all those things are phenomenal, and they're great, but I'm telling you, you haven't seen anything yet, and God is doing far more than you can believe right now, are you with me? All right, I got 25 minutes left, and then you don't have to hear me anymore, okay, but I want to give you three, three things, three things that I will wait expecting doing, and I want to pull it from this passage, are you with me? You ready? I will wait expecting number one, I will wait expecting, and somebody look at your neighbor and say, I will not be quiet. I will not be quiet. I will not be quiet. I will wait expecting, and I will not be silent. I love the scripture. When you look at it, man, we pull it from the passage, but it says, what does it say? It says, when many, many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more son of David have mercy on me. I was reading this and I love, I love the gospels. I love that every line matters. Every, you know, if you read the word of God or you're new to it, you read reading the Bible, it's so powerful, but the word of God, everything matters. And, and I would just say it's quantity is great, but quality is really important as you read the word of God and you realize that there's never a throwaway line. God always has a plan, even when you can't see it. And so as you read your Bible, know that it's a live book. This book is living. It, it is a two edged sword. It, it's powerful. It will, it will speak to your life. And when I was reading this i i love that first line in verse 46 can somebody read it out loud for me it says then they came to jericho jericho Jericho. see I'm i'm a i'm a pastor's kid okay i'm a preacher's kid i grew up in pentecostal church um i was the only white kid in the room growing up my church was lit i know i know it was it was amazing and um, when you say a word like Jericho, people just know right away where you're going. You know what I mean? They know. Like Jericho, Jericho. When was the last time we heard about Jericho? We, see, we're in, we're in the Gospels now. But the last time I remember Jericho, man, we're going 1,400 years earlier to a man named Joshua. And Joshua in Joshua six, the last time I remember hearing Jericho was in Joshua six when he goes to a place in a promised land. You see, Jericho is the place that God declares the children of Israel to overtake. It is the most fortified city that 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 that, that Joshua will overtake in his kingship, in his leading, in his being the king, being the uh, leader of the people. And what I love is in this moment is Joshua goes into this amazing place and he goes into this promise that God has for him, but he's still got to overcome giants. What's so funny is sometimes you enter the promise and you're like, there shouldn't be any more battles, but he's still got to fight a battle and he goes into Jericho. And when he goes into Jericho, he has to go around this city and, and God instructs him to march. And what does he say to him in Joshua 6, verse 20? It says, when the trumpet sounded and the army shouted, At that sound of the trumpets, when the men gave a loud shout, the walls collapsed. So everyone charged straight in and they took the city. I want to read it to you again. When the men gave a loud shout. Where's the men? I want to talk to men for a moment. When the men shouted. What has culture done to men? Just for a moment. I didn't do this last night. It means you're the spiritual ones. When the men shouted, shh, be quiet. Don't, hey, blind Bartimaeus, shut your mouth. You can't see. You're a beggar. You're demoralized in this society. You're silenced in this society. When the men shouted, the walls came down. See, I, I grew up in church. I got a praying grandma. I got a praying grandma. Let me tell you, she prayed. You know what I mean? I'm a product of prayer. I'm not standing here because of any other reason. I am literally a product of my praying grandmother. But I'm telling you right now, when the men start shouting, when they start believing. And some of you in this room, I'm telling you, God is calling you to step out and step up and it's time for you to get your shout back. It's time for you to speak. It's time for you to believe. It's time for you to prophesy. It's time for you to see dreams and visions and begin to believe God that he's gonna do something beyond your own ability. I believe in this season that God is doing something supernatural and I believe that he's going to use you and I wanna encourage you. This is not the season for the church to lay back. This is not the time for the church to get queasy and to sit back and to just wonder and question. This is the time for the church to know that God is moving through the room and for us to get our shout back. I want you to write this down. Your shout will reach over walls your eyes can't see through yet. Your shout will reach over walls your eyes can't see through yet. I believe with all my heart that you are going to begin to see things that God is going to begin to give you vision again. I believe even as I'm preaching right now that there's faith that's stirring on the inside of you and God wants to move in and through you and the number two thing that i want to say while we wait i want to wait expectingly and i will respond with prayer you see this moment that we're in blind bartimaeus right he could have reacted back to them because that's what the culture does right now they comment in the instagram sections they write back they said when the guys yelled at him and said hey be quiet blind bartimaeus did blind bartimaeus react to them no what did he do he shouted all the louder. But he didn't call on them. He didn't yell at them. He didn't have a clap back at them. What he did was he said, "God, Son of David, have mercy." He wasn't turning to the culture. He was turning to the Christ that could save him. Oh, come on. Oh. Can you imagine we start really turning to Christ? I mean, we didn't turn to science. We really turned to sovereignty. We really believed that God was up to something right now in Walnut Creek. We actually believed that God was going to move as the world got more scientific, as they believed their own genius and smarts. We started trusting the hand of Almighty God. Can you imagine what God could do? Some of you are ready to stand. I'm okay with that. You can't execute what you don't expect. Some of you are like, what do you, what do you want to execute? What do you want to do in 2024? What do you believe in God to do? I believe today some of you have lost your vision. And it's okay not to have sight, but you have to have vision. And some of you, you need to get your vision back. How do you get your vision back? You don't react, you respond. And what do you respond with? You respond with prayer. God, help me. Even right now, in the name of Jesus, God, we pray, God, God, that you would begin to give us vision again. God, some of us have been in church. We've been sitting in seats. But God, we haven't been following you. And God, I thank you, even right now, there's a great return. There's a great return to prayer. God, there's a fire that's burning on the inside of us. God, we're going to turn back to you like never before. We're going to believe, God, that you're going to do exceedingly above all we can ask, think, or imagine. God, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered the heart of man those things which you have prepared for those that love you and are called according to your purposes. It's not by might, not by power, it's by your spirit. So Jesus, right now, we thank you, Father God, that you're giving us fresh vision. God, we thank you that you're stirring the lion inside of us. God, that you are going to equip us. You're going to strengthen us. God, I thank you that right now, you're encouraging your people. God, that we would respond with prayer, that we would believe that you can do the supernatural. I've stopped asking God, i stopped asking, him, like, why do you do things the way you do them? Our culture is always asking, why, 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 why? I've just stopped doing that. I've just started to wonder, what does God do? And I'm just gonna follow him. And I've just learned over the last couple years in my life, as I have read the word of God like never before, I'm gonna be honest with you, as a pastor, I have never read the Bible more than right now. Because I'm like, man, I gotta stop listening to the world. I've gotta listen to the word. And what is the word of God saying? I love in Matthew 7, 7, it says, keep knocking. Don't take no for an answer. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks the door will be open. In James 5, I love this. It says, Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them. Pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing. These are verbs. Do it. Sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church and pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord and pray offer and a prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. And I love this last line. The prayer of the righteous person is powerful and effective. You are righteous, not because of your good deeds, not because of what you have done, but because of what Jesus did on that cross 2,000 years ago. You see blind Bartimaeus in this day contextually, if you were sitting on the side of the road, if you were blind. If you had something going on in your life, it was because you had sinned. That's what they believed from a pharisaical point of view. They believed in that day that if you were on the side of a road, if you were a beggar, if you had leprosy, if there was something going on in your life, it was because of sin that you have done or somebody in your family had done. So in this society, you were an outcast. But this beautiful moment here, we see that he is wearing this cloak. He is covered here. He has got this garment on because he is hiding himself. He is in secret. Not only is he blind, but he's lonely but I love this. Jesus is passing by and Jesus doesn't care what he did or didn't do. Jesus just wants to heal him and Jesus makes it clear in the gospel that some of you are not sick. Some of you are not challenged. Some of your issues is not because you did anything wrong but simply because God wants to get all the glory and some of you have been waiting for a miracle and you have asked God why and I think it's your day to stop asking God why and start asking God when. God is this the time when you want to heal? Is this the time when you want to restore my marriage? Is this the time when my mother or my brother is going to come back to Jesus? Is this the time when cancer is going to be healed in my family? Is this the time when my anxiety and fear is going to leave? Because I believe that God is moving right now, and I believe that he's speaking to you, and I believe that he wants to encourage you, and he wants to lift your head as you begin to respond with prayer. Are you with me? All right. I'm going to have my friend, where is he? Come back up here and make this sound more spiritual on the keyboard. We're going to, we're going to close this out, but I want to, I want to say this to you. The only thing that is worse than being blind is having sight, but no vision. Helen Keller said that the only thing worse than being blind is having sight, but no vision. I believe that God wants to give you vision again. I've been reading the Bible with some friends. I got these uh, young surfers in my church and you know I've been going to the message a lot the you know the paraphrase translation cuz I love it but it, it says this in John 4:26 he said Jesus says I am he he said you don't have to wait any longer or look any further. I want to say this to you. That could look like, uh, uh, like, wait, wait, what are we talking about? We said, you, you said we do have to wait. You said we have to wait with expectation. And this says, Jesus says, you don't have to wait any longer or look any further. Jesus says, I am he. It's interesting because this moment, Jesus is saying, hey, I'm here. The Holy Spirit is here. Now, you might be waiting for something, but you're not waiting for me. And I just want to say to some of you, I think some of you are in the room and you're like, man, I'm so anxious. I'm so frustrated. It hasn't happened yet, pastor. It hasn't happened yet, John. I'm so overwhelmed. No, no, but you're not waiting on the Holy Spirit. The comforter has already come. You see, you see why the culture is so anxious is because it needs another dopamine hit. It needs to be filled with something that's external and not internal. You see, right now, Jesus, he's he's already come. He's in the room. The presence of God is here right now. You're not waiting on God. God is waiting on you. You're not waiting on some external miracle. No, no, you've already got the peace that surpasses all understanding and it guards your heart and your mind. The problem is we have looked to the scrolling of Instagram and not the ancient scroll. You you don't need something new. You need something ancient. You need something fresh from heaven. And I believe with all my heart today that your circumstances might not change, but Christ in you, the hope of glory will change everything. And I believe in this room right now, the presence of God is in Walnut Creek right now. And he is moving through this room. And there are some of you right now that you are in the room and God is simply saying, hey, I need you to get your shout back. I need you to trust me. I need you to believe me. And you look at this passage and I look and I go, why did Jesus stop? Jesus stopped and said call him. Why did Jesus stop? Because he was sick? No. Because he was broken and he noticed it? No. Why did Jesus shout? Why did Jesus stop? Because he shouted. Because he called out. I'm not going to pray. God's not going to help me. If you don't pray, I don't know if he's going to help you. whoa, 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 you're telling me I have to interact with the gospel? Yes. You mean I have to, you mean I believe, but I gotta do something? Yes. It's just wonderful. This passage is, is so loaded, right? It's so powerful. So Mark, right? He's he's there and and, and what, who heals this man? Who heals him? But what heals him? Mm. So who heals him? Come on, in the back, who heals him? Jesus. But what heals him? So, some of us, we have Jesus. But my question for you today is what are you expecting? And where's your faith? Where's your faith? Where, where's your belief? When was the last time you called out to God? Oh man, I, I believe that God wants to minister some of you. I don't just believe God wants to do something in Mission Church, I believe God wants to do something in you. I believe that he wants to speak to you and your family. I believe that he wants to heal and restore some stuff going on in your life. I believe that he wants to do something great in and through you today. And I believe that God, like he asked blind Bartimaeus, what do you want me to do for you? I think that God is asking some of you today, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? Some of you are like, I haven't even really thought about it. Well, think about it right now because Jesus is walking by. I'm not sure what I want him to do. Well, you better think about it right now because he's in the room. The healer's in the room. The deliverer's in the room. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is in the room. Oh, come on, church. Come on. Do you believe it? God is moving in this season. No weapon formed against you will prosper. God is moving right now. Where's the church that's got its shell back? Where's the church that's going to begin to sing, begin to declare, Son of David, have mercy on us. God, we need you to move in California. God, we need you to move right now. We can't wait. We need you, Jesus. If you're not standing, you can join us on your feet. I'm done. God, you are good. God, you are good. God, you are good. God, you are good. God, you are moving right now. God, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. This is not between anyone else. It's between you and God. Right now, some of you, God is walking up to you right now. Imagine him looking you in the face and saying, what do you want me to do for you? Blind Bartimaeus said, I want to see. It's kind of a crazy question to ask a blind man. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus wasn't asking him because he was dumb. He wasn't asking him because he didn't know. He just wanted him to say it. What does God want you to ask him right now? What do you feel in your heart? You want to ask him right now. I believe God wants to do it. Why don't you just begin to say it? God, I want you to. God, I want you to help me with my addiction. God, I want you to break this depression. God, I've been lonely. Can you send me some friends? God, I'm addicted to the algorithm. God, I'm I'm actually really afraid. Deep down inside, if I'm being honest, I don't think I'm gonna make it what do you want me to do for you? I believe today God is putting his power, his spirit, his faith on the inside of you. And there are some dead dreams. There are some old mindsets. There are some things that God is going to get rid of, but he's also going to resurrect. And I believe some things are going to come back to life today. I believe some of you, somebody in this room, you've been praying for a baby and you just gave up. You're trying, but you're not trying. You're believing, but it's been hard and I want to encourage you today God's got something for you like a like a pregnant woman growing with expectation I believe that God is enlarging you in the waiting you can't see it right now but God's gonna do it some of you the account is negative but God's put a dream in you to start a business in Jesus name God I need your help son of David have mercy on me help me I believe as you call on the name of Jesus everything is gonna change One more group of people, I'm going to ask you for a moment, if you don't mind, just bow your head and close your eyes. If you are in this room and you're like, man, I haven't been to church in a long time. I don't don't know if I want to join a church. We're not asking you to join a church this morning. What we're asking you to do is to enter a relationship with Jesus. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart, you are saved. You don't have to go through a bunch of religious or uh, things or faculties in order to get saved. All you simply have to do is receive Jesus. And if you're in this room today and you do not know Jesus, we believe that 2,000 years ago, God sent his son to earth to die for us so that we can be free. And if you are in here and you want to follow Jesus, if you don't know where you'd spend eternity, heaven or hell, you can know today by simply asking Jesus into your heart, by simply saying, God, I need you. Son of David, come to me. Jesus, have mercy on me. And I believe today God will save you. If you are in this room and you need Jesus say, I'm going to ask you to just lift your hand wherever you are in this room. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. Thank you, Jesus. If your heart is beating at your chest and you are not sure about God, I'm going to ask you to join these people because God is speaking to you today. He wants to change you from the inside out. I'm also going to talk to the church people for a moment. If you are in this room and maybe you have been in church but you are like man i don't know that i have been following with faith i believe that right now god is asking you to also come back to him is that okay to say i don't just believe that god is calling the lost i think he's also calling the found i think he's calling the people in the church to start to believe in faith so can we say this together say jesus come into my heart forgive me of my sins jesus give me a fresh start i am going to follow you And if you need faith in this room, I'm going to ask you to lift your hands right now. If you want to begin to expect again, if you want to begin to believe again, we're going to pray right now and we're going to believe not John Termini, not Mission Church, but the Holy Spirit, God's presence right now is going to fill you with faith. And we're going to sing a little bit longer. Come on. Come on. Watch you lift your hands and just begin to ask God, God, fill me. Come on. God, do what only you can do. Jesus, we thank you by the Holy Spirit right now. God, you are imparting faith into Mission Church, into the people of God. God, we thank you that eye has not seen, ear has not heard. You are doing something great in this season. God, we thank you. You are equipping us. God, you are restoring us. God, you are reminding us that you are with us. And God, I thank you that you are going to release a group of people into the kingdom of God to do your work in Jesus' name. Come on, church. Let's worship Him. Let's thank God in this place. Come on. Thank you, Jesus.
0: Thanks again for listening to the Mission Church Podcast.